Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you watching on video, I am currently, and just check this out if you can see my eyes, I'm currently fascinated by the fact that my eyes match my sweater shirt, sweater shirt really well. I'm like, wow, look at that. If you're just listening on audio, you wouldn't even know, but my eyes are uh, deep blue and my shirt is a deep blue and they are enhancing each other. Video wise, they look almost identical. It's very cool. But in reality, they're actually quite different. So that's what I wanted to start with because that was really important. For those of you who are brand new to this show, this is the pleasure zone where I talk about all things sex, bodies, things that are playful, sexy, um, and all things to do with relationships. And today happens to be a relationship episode. Why? Because I had a weird dream the other day and this dream inspired this episode. All right, so that's why we're going to talk about do we separate or do we have an open marriage? Why do people separate? What are like valid reasons to separate? What are valid reasons to have an open marriage? What I can tell you is relationships change all the time. And there are times where you might just be like, I'm done. I'm done some doodles and I'm out of here. So you might just feel like an absolute cut and you just done. But probably one of the reasons that you're done is one of the reasons that I'll be uh, mentioning. And then you might not be done and you're just like, whoa, what's happening? Do we need to change something up and have an open marriage? So in the dream I had, my long, I'm not even going to tell the whole story because it's so weird. But but the gist of it was I asked my husband in our uh, in the dream, hey, honey, if you're hot for so-and-so, are we having an open marriage? And he was like, no. And I was like, then what's going on? So then that had me, for some reason, I was like, I need a topic for my show. So I decided to do the show about this because thanks to the dream, there you go. So what it, what does it even mean to have an open marriage? For some of you, um, that term is not something you've ever heard before. I did an episode this uh, in 2023 on polyamory and the different forms of polyamory. And so one of the forms of polyamory is where you have the, like the, the core relationship, the husband and wife or the wife and wife or the husband and husband, or the, you have a core relationship where uh, that relationship is is the main relationship and then you might go seeking other side relationships so um and sometimes they're shared and they're generally approved of so like the person is approved of the understanding of the open marriage is understood so we'll talk about the benefits of open marriage there are some downfalls if you're not ready for it 
And if you've ever watched The Love Boat, season two of The Love Boat had a really great episode of, uh, of somebody who was an author of a book. It was like, you know, it's part of the storyline called The Now Marriage. And I thought it was hilarious because here I was having these dreams and like, my husband and I have been rewatching the love boat <laughs> and this episode came the next day. And I was like, what? Gotta love that there's synchronicities like that in the world. So for those of you who are new, there are over 400 episodes. You can go back and listen to all about all things, sexy and fun and playful and the history, the mystery and, and <laughs> all things about even the energetics of sex and the, the physiology, the biology, the psychology, the sociology, all the ologies. Go back and look at some of the, the titles of the shows. I'm sure they will spark interest for you and you'll really enjoy them. All the episodes are about a, an hour long. So go, uh, you know, you can take them for you while you drive and go have some fun while you're doing your you know, chores around the house. Well, whatever you're doing, have fun. Bring me with you. I'm happy to be there. And maybe you'll learn a little bit about sex and having more fun in your relationships. Yay. So I love talking about sex and bodies because that just seemed to be something that came to me in my, in my business and in my practice. And then I ended up uh, going off and getting certifications so that I would feel a little bit more qualified and also have a little background and some strategies on how to work with people when it came to sex relationships and intimacy. I am a holistic health practitioner as well and a lot of the work that I do is to help people get out of traumas whether they're emotional, physical, even sometimes religious and psychological. There's all kinds of traumas that we can have and they can lead to different conditions in the body and so my greatest joy is to help people get out of trauma and into pleasure today's episode we're going to be talking a lot about different things that you might consider when you are in relationship if you are getting to a place where you're questioning what are we going to do should we stay together you know there are some sometimes people stay together for the money they stay together for the kids they stay together because everything they have is tied in together so we're going to talk about really valid reasons to get separated. So if you are wondering, should I get separated, is now the time. There will be valid reasons for it. And then there are other things that can be worked out if you are interested. If if it's if there's a joint desire to work it out, there are lots of things that can be resolvable. Sometimes there are things that are not resolvable, like, you know, physical abuse is something that is you know if you're if you're being physically abused on a, a like a, if it's happening that's something to like think about but I know a lot of people who will go back into physical abuse but that's uh, that's a story for another day we'll talk about physical abuse some other day because it's actually really common it's it's actually really common in the area where I live um it just seems that there's a mentality that that seems to be okay. And it's not always that the husbands are abusing the wives, it's vice versa, it goes both ways. So we're gonna talk about the valid reasons for separation and we're gonna talk about open marriage. Why would you do that? What are the benefits? Okay, buckle up, we're gonna have some fun. Let's first start with what are some of the 
you know, what are some of the reasons you like, just check out for yourself. When I go through this list, I'd like you to just think about like, what are some of the things that are absolute no's for you? And some of the things you might have a little more tolerance for. So in the, if you've looked up the show and you look at the show description, one of the questions I ask are, what are relationship deal breakers for you and deal makers for you? And so what does that mean? Deal breakers are things that for you are like, no, that is not acceptable behavior for me. It, you know, if it's acceptable behavior for your partner, but it's not acceptable behavior for you, say, for example, uh, extramarital affairs, having sex with somebody else is maybe a deal breaker for your partner, but it's not for you. And you go off and have extramarital affairs and they're like, that doesn't work for me. Well, guess what? It's not their fault. That's their deal breaker. And if you happen to break their deal because you're okay with it, that won't work. And also there are some fundamental core beliefs that sh that um, to have certain fundamental core beliefs that are similar is really helpful uh, because otherwise you're going to have conflict in that as well, right? So one person's like, yes, that's fine. The other person's like, no, that's not fine. And then... Well, it's fine for me, you know, but it's not for them. You can see how things can get messy. So I'm just going to run down a list of, you know, some really uh, common and key reasons why people get divorced. That one of, I would think the one of the, the, these are some of the top ones. There are probably other ones. I would think that like adultery is probably one of the top ones or infidelity um domestic violence is another one um addiction financial problems if somebody's gone off and spent all the money and or put you in like put you as a couple into massive debt um that will be often a problem as well so let's look at some of the let's start with the adultery infidelity extramarital affairs kind of energy because that one, um, a lot of times will, if if there's an open marriage, those won't even be a factor, right? So if you have an open marriage um, and you have an understanding and like a contract with your partner around adultery or extramarital affairs, then the chances are you're not going to separate over that. So that one would be off the table. And it's really important to get clear on for you, is that a deal breaker? For some people, doesn't really matter. I'll give you examples of sometimes why that might not matter. If, for example, in a relationship, a person has had an injury where they maybe they don't have use of their genitals, maybe they've had um maybe they don't have any feeling or they 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 could be say for example in a position where they have no uh, physical response sexually it could be from traumas or accidents or anything where they actually have zero interest they might love you they as a partner they all they'll be interested in you but they can't mm, perform sexually so then Sometimes there's like an understanding where you're going, you know what, in this case, this isn't really cheating. It's 
uh, it's okay. So it's personal how you view adultery. This is what I'm saying. And it may not be a deal breaker for you if you already have had conversations about if this, then what? So in my marriage, we've had conversations from the get-go about if um, we have we have certain understandings and clauses that if such and such ever happened uh, and you weren't sexually functional for a certain amount of time, then is it okay to go off and find another lover? And so we've both agreed on a timeline for if if something happened and you can't have sex with that person that um, and you need to fulfill that need if you have a need and you need to fulfill it, that it won't be considered uh, hurtful or insulting to do that. I know that's a, I don't know if all couples talk about these things, but I think it's a conversation that everybody should talk about. We talked about these things before we were even married. So we had an, we had a clear cut understanding of where we stood on a lot of different topics that often don't get discussed. Um, even discussing things like um, if there's financial stuff going on, what do we do if, if this? So I think uh, the number one thing to do is open lines of communication. And I'd say that the top reason, even though probably listed people would say, I left them because they cheated. But in actuality, probably the top reason for divorce is lack of communication. Because everything on the list, pretty much everything on the list, will come down to lack of communication. Um, other than maybe domestic violence, where the person might have a mental illness, so they're violent um, or physically or emotionally abusive, you know, sexually abusive. There might be mental illness that's uh, kicking them into behaving that way. A lot of the other things like financial problems, there's usually communication breakdown, commitment um, issues. There's usually a mental uh, sorry, a communication breakdown. Adultery usually has a communication breakdown addiction also. Um, a lot of times when I've worked with couples and one of the people is an addict or both are addicts and they lie about it, then the communication and the lying, the lying is actually the worst part than the addiction itself. So it's to get honest and to be able to communicate clearly is really important if you don't want to separate. But if you're finding that you've tried and you've tried and the communication is never improving, not even 1%, then it's probably not going to work. But if you can even see an incremental shift, like a 1% shift, you're going to have um, a lot better chance of getting results. So visually, if you imagine it, it's like two lines. And if one line even just veers 1% over time, that 1% is going to make uh, an angle. It just veers off over time, it's going to go in a whole different direction. So that change will be more vast, even though it looks only 1% at first, it will actually be vast in the long run. If you're, if there is no change and you're headed down the same direction the whole time, there's no change, there's no change in direction, everything will remain the same, right? So in order to get change, even if you get incremental, 1% change is far better than zero change at all. All right, so we're going to talk about some more valid reasons for separation. 
um, things to look for so that if you are questioning, do I separate? Do you know? Do we switch it all up? What do we do? Because this, whatever this is, isn't working. We we are going to look at that when we come back. You're listening to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are seeking pleasure in our relationships, and we're looking at the topic of separate or open the relationship. And I know that there are a lot of people who have gone through this question. And I know that there's also people who have gone through the, the just the simple question of do we separate? Because open marriage is not even something that is on the table. I put these together specifically for a reason to help you look at that there are options in the world other than separating. If you're like, I love the person, but the sex is not there. Well, if you love the person, but the sex is not there and they love you, but they can't deliver the sex that you want, open marriage can be a really good option. And we will be talking about that in uh, maybe later in this segment or in the next segment. I want to talk a little bit more about the, some really valid reasons to separate uh, ones that are, you know, there, there may be a little bit more abstract, right? So things like unrealistic expectations, like if you expect somebody to, I, I would say that some really big un, unrealistic expectations is to say, for example, if you're with somebody who's an addict, um, drugs or alcohol or any kind of addiction, really. Um, and you expect them to go from having an addiction to not having an addiction 
like overnight just and and to just choose it the chances are that's not going to happen because it does take time to be able to get stability um, in yourself after um, when you're going through recovery so unrealistic expectations even about how things can run like if you have an unrealistic expectation that for example um that your partner will oh let's use this the 1950s housewife let's use leave it to beaver because that's a fine example that uh, that's not that's actually kind of uh, let me think there's probably a better example but um you know leave it to beaver the mom she was always dressed to the nines, cleaning the house. It's like nobody lived in their house, really. Uh, her her main job, though, was as the homemaker. Now, the unrealistic expectation would be to have her do all of that, plus do, you know, a 10-hour job. Um, probably like I Love Lucy, she did a job and she tried to keep house, right? She Chocolate factory incident um, with... I love Lucy. So I think there are examples when you look at TV, even back from the 50s and 60s, where we were given images of that you should be able to do it all. And there is a reality that that something is probably going to fall to the wayside. So being unrealistic about the perfection that should happen is really hard on both partners. Um, being also unrealistic about what your partner can do. Say if you if you have an age discrepancy and you know maybe you're like 10, 20, 30 years apart and your your partner isn't physically able to do the things you would like to do or aren't interested. Say you want to go swing dancing, but your partner's 95 and they're in a wheelchair and you're like 60 and you can still walk then it's an unrealistic expectation to always have to go out. And if they get mad at you for that, that's even worse, right? Like, why aren't you going out with me? Well, they're in a wheelchair. I'm using a really extreme example, but those are definitely unrealistic expectations. So they're really unkind as well to everybody involved. They're unkind to you to have an unrealistic expectation because you'll always feel disappointed you're it's unrealistic to the person that you put the expectations on because they can't fulfill it um so yeah those are kind of more abstract right and things like um even i would say things like um, commitment can be a little vague because it's really hard to know how committed is somebody they can say well we're married and i'm in this but i think commitment is one that's a little bit hard to gauge how committed are you people can tell you they're committed and i suppose the only way to see that is through their actions and through uh, them choosing so commitment is on the list as well imprisonment i think is a great reason for separation although lots of or divorce i do know people who have stayed in relationships through through imprisonment um if it wasn't super long imprisonment i suppose if you're going for life imprisonment and you know the person killed somebody or was like a, a rapist or you know set people's houses on fire why would you even want to stay with the person so that's a totally valid reason to separate um 
And then, you know, lack of affection, lack of effort. That's one that is actually very um, hard to gauge as well, because the person who's being accused of lack of effort might actually be giving it their all um, or what they can handle giving. And I don't remember where I saw this, but there was a really good example that I saw of how to navigate um, like exhaustion in a marriage where people are feeling like they just don't have the, the, they can't manage whatever the household chores are or anything like that. And one of the things to do if you are in a partnership is to just have an understanding on a daily basis to check in and go. Um, I think it, it had to do with like, how available are you? I think was like the question they asked, like, how available are you to to hang out with the kids and be present with the children or how available are you to take care of the household chores and you know if one person's like at 22 percent available and the other person's at 80 percent available then the person who's at 80 percent available will do the things because they can be more present either with the kids or with the pets or with the household chores but there can be a level where if one person is always low and the other person is always at the 80% becomes really unfair. So that's where it can also feel like lack of effort going on um, to step up to the plate. When there is lack of effort going on, it's really good to get clear on where things need to be addressed. So is there lack of effort for affection? Is there lack of effort for communication? Or you know, whether it's that you're trying to save money, or whether uh, it's lack of effort in themselves. So there's a lot of different ways you can have a lack of effort and looking at those and seeing which ones are really important to you because some of them might be like two on the list of important and some of them might be 10 on the list of important. And we wanna put effort into the things that are really important. So if a lack of effort is say around the home, and the house is a disaster and it's but to you it's really important to have a clean home then the lack of effort would be very frustrating that especially if you're the only one ever doing it so you you want to have and make sure that everybody is putting in their best effort and if your best effort is like all you can do that day is 22 percent, but you're giving your 22 percent, awesome or if your best effort is to give 90, that's awesome. It's to not judge the other person for where they're at and what they can they can offer and how much effort they can put forth. And it can change and it should, and hopefully it does change. Some days will be better than others. So the effort on both people's parts um, is great to recognize like, wow, you know, I had a really tired, hard day today, but I gave it my all. Um, you know, I had like 22% to offer and I gave it my 22%, you know, because sometimes you might look at somebody and think, well, they're being lazy, but they might not be. They might only have 22% to give. And if they're giving their whole 22%, then they're actually giving their all. And if they can't give any more than their 22%, because that's all they've got to give. I think, do you guys get what I'm saying? I hope you get what I'm saying. So 
lack of effort can be frustrating, but also know how much effort you have to give. And then always, you know, ask your partner, like percentage wise, how much effort can you give? How much energy do you have that you can put in to effort? A lot of issues come from the love languages, right? So whether it's lack of affection, lack of gifts, lack of uh, words of affirmation, lack of um, time together, there's there's lots of um, lots of the reasons actually kind of come down to not having your your love languages met. If you're not familiar with the love five love languages by Gary Chapman, go out, grab the book, go get it on audio. I think everybody needs that book, even if you're not in a partnership, because you can use that information to help understand yourself, your own love languages, and start to give yourself the love language that you feel that is your primary or primary and secondary or whatever, you can start to fill that for yourself. So let's say, for example, if your primary love language is gifts, and maybe you're not in a position financially to give yourself presents every day, which is also ridiculous. Um, even if you're a millionaire, that's a multimillionaire, it's ridiculous to do gifts every day. It's unnecessary. But what you can do is meditate on the things that you do have and have gratitude for every single one of them. And in doing that, you'll start to feel the energy of the gifts coming back in and go, oh yeah, I have all this great stuff. So the energy of gratitude starts rolling and the feeling of having more gifts is there. And so that it's not just a need something every day to fulfill like a, an adrenaline rush of having in, in the high of getting uh, getting things so when when and if you are considering separation no there are absolutely valid reasons but it's personal so it's really good to know and write down and share with your partner what are your deal breakers in relationship what is something that if your partner did this you would walk away and what are your deal makers they, if they choose to do certain other things, that this really helps sustain the marriage or the partnership and helps to have you feel healthy and moving forward. Yeah. So what are your, I think sometimes we're not clear on our deal breakers and then all of a sudden there's marriage breakdown or partnership relationship breakdown and everybody's confused. And everybody's confused because there was never a clear understanding of what are the deal breakers and what are the deal makers. What makes things work for you? How do you get your love languages delivered? What are the deal breakers if you are doing things, if you are choosing consciously to do or say things that you know are hurtful to your partner? That is a form of abuse. So if your partner has said to you, A, B, and C are really hurtful, and if you tell your partner that and they listen and they don't do it again, that's respectful because they might not have known. If you tell them A, B, and C are hurtful and they repeatedly, repeatedly do it, they're just being either ignorant, they're being selfish, 
or they're specifically being abusive. Like there are some options in there, but it is a kind of abuse. So if and when you have you have been clear and you have and you have been told that you've been heard and it continues, that is an issue and it needs to be addressed sooner than later. Just like everything else that is that I've discussed in here on uh, reasons for divorce, if you actually have communication and discuss these things when they come up, rather than reminiscing about 10 years ago or five years ago or 29 years ago, if you're bringing them up in the moment, you're not going to be holding on to that energy to try and remember it, to try and have your way, to try and be right, to have retaliation or whatever it happens to be. It does lead to resentments and it will lead to breakdown. So address things as they come up and be mature about it. And the way to be mature about it is to get really present, acknowledge your partner and remember why and what it is about them that you admire and love. And in that moment, you probably won't have the conflict that might be arising uh, otherwise. So we're going to talk more about the difference between why you would choose separation or an open marriage. When we come back from this commercial break, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room 
at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about relationships. We're talking about what happens when you're on that crux of deciding, do I separate? What if I don't want to separate? What if I'd rather have an open marriage? How do I know how to decide? So open marriages only function really well if you have deep trust in yourself and in your partner, if you have very good communication, and if you're consciously choosing it as a way for growth. What? It's not about the sex. I mean, the sex can be one of the reasons why people go into an open marriage because they want to explore and maybe their partner isn't able to offer them some of the things they'd like to explore. If you, you know, if you got together in a partnership when you were like a teenager, you're like really young and you've never really explored beyond your partner, you might be curious and you might want to try things. And your partner also might be, uh, it might not even be about age uh, or when you got together. It could be that your partner is has a lot of like no's on their list that are all yeses for you, but you deeply love each other, but you're not compatible sexually. You might choose to open up the marriage because everything else works except for the sex. So that can can work again, can't emphasize enough that you really have to be open to communication so key when you're in an open marriage openness 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 funny word that word open open communication you also need to be open to yourself open to new ideas new concepts your feelings um it's really helpful if you're not jealous it's actually key to not be jealous if you're going to be in an open marriage and open to growth it will bring dynamic growth if you let it um and it's not for everyone. You can also open marriages can bring things like greater sexual satisfaction. They can increase your level of communication. If again, if you're actually in this for the personal growth and you're you desire to have a deep relationship with your primary partner, and you also decide that you'd like to socialize and have bigger connections, because it will Having an open marriage is going to expand the number of people that you're with and connected to, right? So it can also add a sort of uh, new ideas, right? So new people will always add new ideas to your, your relationship. Maybe somebody that in an open marriage, if you go off and you're having sex with a new partner and they teach you a new skill, you can bring it home to your relationship and be like, look what I learned from so-and-so. Um, and your partner might be excited for you. This is where there's a word in uh, in the kink, mostly used in the kink community called compersion. And compersion is where you're happy that your partner is happy. And the more pleasure they have, the more happy you are. So you're happy that they actually have pleasure. And in the case of an open marriage, it's really good to be able to have compersion and be ha really happy that your partner is happy. Jealousy won't work. 
So again, it's not for everybody and it does take a certain level of self-awareness, self-actualization, um, maturity, and a lot of other things. So why you would choose that is that you're ready for that. And you've probably investigated a lot of options. I do know people who've gone into open relationships and they did it willy nilly. And they were just like, I'm just, we're going to have an open marriage. Um, but they didn't have the communication. They didn't have the trust. They have jealousy. They had, um, they didn't have a deep understanding of what they were trying to achieve from it. And they opened the marriage, but they didn't really because they were going through separation, but they decided to not really separate. So it got really messy. Uh, so that that's happened on more than one occasion. Um, with, yeah, in situations. So if you are going for separation, be really clear. This is separation. Don't call it an open marriage when you're actually desiring to separate. Calling it an open marriage when you want to separate is like, it's actually unkind to you and to your partner because you're, you're, you're faking that you're trying to have, um, you're trying to maintain the relationship that you're not interested in. You're better off just saying, uh, I'd like want to leave you and go out and date people. But if you truly are interested in having an open relationship, you're still interested in developing the relationship with the primary partner and you're finding and connecting with other people. Separation or like conscious uncoupling is not the same as having an open marriage. So it's really good to get clear on the difference because they have very, uh, there's very different reasons for choosing those. Like we talked about a lot of the reasons for divorce or separation is that you know there's maybe been neglect or abuse or the person's in jail incarcerated they've gone missing desertion there's like a lot of a lot of reasons i'd say fundamentally if you have been miserable the whole time and if you have tried to communicate with your partner repeatedly and they don't hear you and they are not willing to negotiate and try something new in order to have a different way of being if they're not willing to put in the effort if they don't think you're worth the effort to put in, then it's time to look at and consider absolutely separation or divorce. If your person actually cares about you and they don't want to separate from you, and there's a lot that is really good about the relationship, but maybe you'd like to have some other things like there may be other things. It's not just always sex with open marriage or open relationship either. Um, there's lots of reasons why people will open their relationship. It can be for social reasons, like sex at home might be great, but your partner might like, maybe they're a hermit and they never want to go out and you want somebody to go dancing with. So you have your sensual dancing partner that you go dancing with and you might have a, an intimate relationship with them. It may not be sexual, maybe intimate. It might be sexual. So you might have somebody who... You know, it could be almost like a harem where you have multiple people who have multiple purposes for you that are, you know, maybe you love going to art galleries and you specifically have somebody who loves and is enthusiastic about going to art galleries with you. So then your marriage becomes open and they might not all be friends. They might actually be lovers, too. So lots of reasons why people will have open marriages and 
the basics of needing communication and trust and checking in. If you have an open marriage, uh, you know, ignoring what's going on is probably going to lead to some problems. So having open discussions on a regular basis, some people will actually say like that they discuss that I know people who are in open marriages and they will actually discuss um, if they went on a date and they'll come back and they'll have agreements on what do they do and don't discuss. Like maybe they don't want details of the sex life. Maybe they do want details of the sex life. So these are all things that you have agreements on before you go and start this. You don't do forgiveness afterwards. You have the conversation beforehand and make sure you're really clear on what are your deal breakers and what are your deal makers, whether you're, you know, especially actually when you're looking at open marriage, you need to know what your deal breakers and deal makers are because it might not be a free for all. Like maybe you, it's not okay for you to go out and have um, sex with 25 people, but if that's what you want to do and your partner's not okay with that, then you might need to separate because you have very different values and ideas of and, and needs that you have needs that you think you have that you need to get met. And it would be more honorable to just say, okay, we're very different. And my things that I require and the things that you require are not in line. And so there are times when separation is absolutely the best thing that could happen. When my parents separated, it was by far the best thing that could have happened. And I'm actually grateful, so grateful. Like every time I talk to my dad, I am actually so grateful. And, and I'm reminded, I'm like, I'm actually really grateful that my parents are divorced. It's weird. Some people like dwell on it. And I was probably about 13 or 14 when I was like, you know what? This is actually really good. It's way better that they're not together because they are so totally different. And it's so much better to not have them live together or to raise me. Um, I was really little when they got, I was four when they got divorced, so separated. Anyway, why do we get separated? Why do we get divorced? Why do we open marriages? Why do we get married in the first place? Well, we talked about some of those uh, old fashioned ideas of how and how did you accidentally get married when somebody gave you a fish? No, we did talk about some of those in an earlier episode, but tonight we are talking about separation and we are talking about open marriages and why would you choose either? I'm curious if you're listening on a platform where you can write comments, I'd love to hear if you have gone through a separation or if you've gone through a divorce, you know, if you've chosen separation um, as a survey, were any of the things that I mentioned in this episode today reasons why you got separated? Just write a hashtag yes. Um, you don't have to give us details unless you want to. I'd love to just know if we're touching on the right um, ideas of why people have gotten separated or divorced. And if you have chosen to have an open marriage, I'd love to hear if you if some of the reasons that I mentioned are reasons why you also chose an open marriage and I, you know, hashtag open. If you can comment on any of the platforms that you're listening on, we're going to head to our next commercial break. You are listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about do we separate? Do we have an open marriage? And one of the questions that I would like to address is how to move forward with love for yourself, number one. And sometimes there's even room for kindness to your partner, whether you choose to stay with them and have the open marriage or go and separate. So how do you move forward with love for yourself? So a lot of times going through separation um, in a marriage, a lot of people or in a relationship in general, people will often uh, just think that they're not worthy of love or not lovable at all, or there must be something wrong with them. Why did this not work? Sometimes people go righteous and are like, well, that person missed out and I'm the best thing ever. You know, ego gets involved and they're so right and they're so great. Even under that ego stuff, usually there's a very broken, sad little being. And so one of the ways to move forward with loving yourself is I'm a big fan of inner child work. And one of the things that I encourage you to do is find a picture of you when you were really little. And if you don't have any pictures of you, just imagine what you might look like when you were, you know, somewhere between the ages of two and seven. And remember every day to look at that little being and say, I love you. You are lovable. I mean, if you're a sociopath or a psychopath and and you're doing inner child work and you still love you, cool. <laughs> That's I don't know a lot of sociopaths or psychopaths who would care to do that work. So probably off the table, but when you are doing that and you are choosing to look at yourself and love yourself, then you can definitely move forward with more grace and, you know, less resentment towards your partner. And sometimes just having that self love and doing some things for yourself that are loving. So listening to the five languages of love or reading the five languages of love, love languages, um, and writing down some of the things for you that really jump out at you, like, oh, you know what? I felt really loved when I was, you know, X years old and this happened and somebody said I was really cute and that was really important to me. Or I felt really loved when I was five and my grandma cuddled me. Or I felt really loved when I you know, got to go on a holiday with my mom, or I felt really loved when, 
Um, my grandma gave me a Cabbage Patch Kid. Those were all <laughs> examples for me. And I felt really loved. My dad stood in line for three hours to get me a Cabbage Patch Kid almost exactly 40 years ago today. Um, my dad and I stood in line for over three hours to get a Cabbage Patch Kid. And I went Southern on that. So there are times in your life that you can look back, um, and some of you maybe not, and I'm really sorry if, if you grew up in a, in a way where there are no happy memories, if there really are zero happy memories for you that you can look back on for self-love, so that when you get out of a relationship and if you are feeling sad and lonely um, and you don't really know how to look back on finding places to love yourself you can start with now just doing things for you the adult loving you looking at the inner child you might not have memories to tap into but you can certainly create new ones of loving yourself loving what if you know rewriting your story of what if I actually felt loved when I was little what if I actually felt seen and heard what if I felt acknowledged oh what if now I'm gassy <laughs> so how to move forward with love for yourself that's one way there's a lot of other ways to to move forward with love for yourself. If you'd like to know more, if you'd like to learn more, you can always book a time with me. Go on to my website, melitzayelenich.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can book a 15-minute um, freebie with me. Or if you want to book more time, uh, you can pay for more time. But 15 minutes is free the first time. And we can get on and talk about some ways that you can practice self-love. If you know, you've tried the picture of yourself or imagining yourself as a child and trying to remember and bring in moments of love to let your body feel that and just really bring it in, breathe it in and let that resonate through all of your cells. And as you start to love yourself, you know, even if you're in an abusive relationship, sometimes just being able to love yourself will help you let go of the resentments of that you you ended up or somehow landed in something abusive. Usually we do that because there are wounds that we have not healed. And so loving that inner child is going to help you to be able to move into relationships in the future where, you know, with yourself that are loving and that are kind. And so that you, you know, you're not going to feel neglected or you're not like having the likelihood of walking into something with abuse so we have so, so many fabulous options on healing. And the more you can choose to heal while you're in relationship with your partner, because partners are amazing, great triggers to help you learn how to heal. Um, and if you're not with somebody, then outside of the partnership, either way, it's your choice. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.